the challenge for us as Christians is we, we look at this question of, is there absolute truth, right? Is there a God? Is there not a God? And absolute truth says, or, or relativism says, like, neither, both. It doesn't, like, those aren't mutually exclusive. And, right. and as Christians, we have a really hard time with that. Last episode, we talked through, uh, we started talking about our kids' world, mm-hmm. uh, just understanding the world that our kids are growing up um, seeing as normal, like yep. the way that we've kind of, we've seen it evolve, but for them, this is just the way it is. And so, you know, we talked about technology in the online world and how there's just a million and a half sources of information. And so we got to pick and choose which one is the one we're going to listen to. Yeah. So how do we do that? Um, talked about how they do that and choose <laughs> according to what they want yeah. and end up never really listening to opposing ideas. And if you do, it's out of a desire to make fun of them right. or tell them why they're wrong. And yeah. So the question then is, okay, how do I know something's true? Yeah. How do you know something's wrong? <laughs> right. And so, because if there's competing ideas and they both seem well put together, can, can just really, is just one of them true? Is that even, a, is that, is that even the case anymore? Is just one of them true? Mm-hmm. So like, what, what is, what is absolute uh, okay. truth? That's okay. A, that's probably a better because place like, to start. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We should probably start there because people were probably like, well, like I know that there has been moments where this mentality, I'll be clear, this mentality is the way students think right. and the questions they're asking, but they don't know that there's a term for it. Okay. So the easiest way it's, it's a very complicated question, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to, I'll make it as simple. This is why I asked you and you didn't ask me. <laughs> so, so we're looking, you and I, we're looking at a wall right now, right? We, we have a wall around us that is two um, different walls, Jared. Right. But thank you. But the same color, right? Yeah. Yes. So what would you call that color? Uh, light blue. Light blue. Okay. Um, but what if I see it and I'm going, I think that's green. I think it's green. I think it's green. So I'm saying it's green. You're saying it's blue. We're looking at the same wall and seeing two different things. Right. And what moral or what relativism in general Mm -hmm. would say is it's fine. Both can be true. You can see, you can call it blue. I can call it green. Right. And we can just go on about our merry day. That's so that there is no objective. No, it definitively is this or that. It has to be green or it has to be blue. We have to come to an agreement here. That's that's how the world has operated. Mm. And now today, what what's happening is we're saying like, that's okay. You're perceiving it one way. I'm perceiving it another way. Both are equally valid. Right. And the excuse is that um, we're doing it to seek peace, and also because you know you're you're missing out. Right. There's a like you're kind, not right. Yeah. Kind that, of, it's, it's way more complicated. There's a lot, there's a lot more. Well, yeah. I'll tell you that that's, that's like, that's like the excuse, you know, that I get from students is like, how could you include, how, how does this not exclude people who don't have this mentality? Okay. You get what I'm saying? So truth is exclusive is what they're saying. Right. Like, well, <laughs> truth. No, they wouldn't call it that. Well, sure. Cause there is right? no such thing. Right. Exactly. So they, and that's that's part of the claim, right? Isn't it? Isn't yeah. it that there's yes. no such thing as truth, yes. right? It, <sighs> well, it, not that there isn't, but it does. It's not the same for all of us. What a bunch of your truth can be your truth, and my truth can be my truth, and they right. don't have to be the same thing. You see, I hear that 
and like I said, I have wrestled with this and thought through it, and I totally, parts of me drastically understand why, like, I get it. I get why this is even a claim this is out there, right. but there's so much of me that just gets so mad. And right, just, right. I just want to start flipping tables, and I'm like, Jesus did it, let me just do it. <laughs> you know, like, like for real, like, no, what no, a bunch no. of garbage. Okay. Well, okay, so let's pause real quick, because I, I feel like... We're gonna about to have this conversation that that we're gonna play devil's advocate a lot for each other, uh, and yeah. I want to I want to say on the record, you and I believe that there is absolute truth. Yes. that God exists. He's right. real. He is the author and creator yes. of life, and that's where we're at. and truth, and 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 it is a thing, and that means there is a right and a wrong. There's there's moral mm-hmm. implications to all of like like we believe in in definitive absolute truth. Yes, but the whole point of this conversation is that that can't be the end of the discussion. Hmm. that the world doesn't operate like that anymore and our kids are growing up in that world. And so for us to say, nope, truth exists, end of discussion, is not helpful to them because they are going to be bombarded with opposing views and people that are going to call them uh, naive and small-minded and all that kind of stuff. And they're going to say things in such a convincing way that our kids are going to go, okay, wait, what? I don't, hmm, I don't know. Yeah, And so if we're not equipped to have conversations with them to equip them on how to be in the minority, to, th- to think I, there is absolute truth and it is knowable, if we can't do that, then they're not going to do well <laughs> in this world. They're not going to be able to navigate that successfully. And so for us as Christians, it's not good enough to say, like, uh, relativism is stupid. Right. And of course there's truth. And just, and, and, and that be the end of it. We have to... We have to dive in and understand how the world got to this place and how how this works as a as a as a mm-hmm. as a mindset as a worldview this this relativism thing. We have to dive in and understand it mm-hmm. the the where it came from why it's so popular the the shortcomings of it. Right. We have to dive in. It's not enough to just go. No, that's wrong. Yeah, and I, I think about you know as I always do. Jaren, um, relationally, <laughs> yeah. you know, like what you're we talk, Oh yeah. We're so, I guess. Like yeah. It. Just trying to learn here. Um, <laughs> so like thinking about the, you know, when we were talking about communication, you know, and just how you can't have a good communication unless you're willing to reach someone where they're at and, yeah. you know, and how extending that hand and demonstrates that you care that you really want to be a part, you know, of, of, just reach out to them, you know, having to, wanting to be um, in a relationship with them, even if, regardless of what, you know, their, what's going on with, with their lives, you know, this is, this is, um, you know, you're, you're extending their hand to them. And, and I don't know, I, I feel like when we, when we just toss, <laughs> you know, uh, ways of thought aside, yeah, um, people are so caught up in that that they, they, they lose their interest in you. Right. You know, they lose their interest in relationship. They lose their, their interest in, because they look at that as if you don't care about me or what I'm going through or my mindset, my way of thought. And so why should I care about yours? So you're not just writing off that mindset. You're writing me off. Yes, exactly. They, you don't distinguish the two. And, um, you know, and that's why I spend most of my time in ministry, having conversations and, you know, cultivating relationships um, because it's one of the, I mean, I feel as Christians, that's what we're called to do. That's the greatest commandment. Like, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself, love the Lord your God with all right. your heart, all your soul and all your, you know, that that, that is what we do. Um, and 
and part of that is is reaching people um, when even in the midst of circumstances that they you know that you're not favorable or that you don't understand you yeah. know that, that that is not your favorite circumstance or that you don't entirely understand or, or agree with, you right. know. Well, um, love is others focused, right? It's, right. it's focusing on other people and helping them mm-hmm. starting with where they're at. Right. And so we have to know where they're at. We have yeah. to know where yeah. they're coming from. Yep. If we want to love them well. Right. And so you can't do that if you're just writing off, you know, yep. Oh, no, that's, that's just wrong. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's not going to do it. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not sorry. You're just, you're dumb. <laughs> I like, can feel superior in doing that. Yeah, and there's yeah. great power in, in, to do that. Right. And there's, I, I feel like there's a lot of pull within Christian circles today. There's a lot of pull to do that. Of, yeah. to, uh, well, we're not going to win the cultural war, so we'll just take the moral high ground. Mm-hmm. And I think like that is. <laughs> just had an Anakin it, Star Wars. <laughs> got the high ground. Anakin. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Well, the high ground works um, <laughs> sometimes, uh, but it, but it makes us feel better right? because we're right, mm-hmm. but we're not helping anyone else in the process, yeah. including our kids, including anyone else for that matter. Yeah. Um, we just make ourselves feel better. And I'm, I'm not saying we, we do that intentionally. I'm just saying when, a lot of times when we see, it just seems hopeless like this is the way the world's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll just retreat. And have the moral high ground. And, and what I'm saying is, no, we, we, we need to dive in. We need to be right. in the world, not of not the world, world, right? And yep. so we need to jump in and understand it and, and, and have a better working knowledge of it so that we can help the people that are living in it. And exactly. that includes our kids. Yeah. And they're, and they're searching for that. They're searching for that. But, you know, it, it's, they're only going to go to the people who are willing to meet them where they're at. Yeah, exactly. Know? And if if you're not if you're not willing to do that, you know, everything about everything about how you communicate that, you know, you communicate it in multiple ways will will prevent you from having right. that conversation. This needs to be a conversation. That's all we're saying. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're having it. <laughs> yes. So so we're having it. Absolute truth. Oh my gosh. Um yeah. What do you think? So I think we it's important to talk about how we got to where we are. Okay. Um, what do you mean? Why this became such a prevalent mindset. Okay. Well, yeah. how, how could this happen? Is kind of the, like, that's our response. Uh, we right. look at it and go, this is crazy. How in the world do so many people buy into this? Like, right. why, how this was this allowed to happen? And dumber so, than dumb. Right. Like, so, okay, well, let's, let's trace back and go, and there's a lot of work mm-hmm. to be done. And, and what we're going to talk about in the next few minutes is going to be, uh, deep. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's going to be skimming the surface though. Like it's a rock skipping oh, yeah. across the pond Yeah, because we just, there's so much to get into right? and we got to do the work, but we, Part- can, I, we can start to go where, what, what's the pattern? What, what, right. what got us here? And I think part part of what I, I want to claim and because we had a student who started making these claims mm-hmm. in a group and what happened was an outlash mm-hmm. of just every other student was just like, how could you, right. oh my gosh, flipping tables. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, it yeah. was just like, and with my response was like, how can you, Yeah, you know, like we have this mindset, like, you know, I said dumber than dumb. Right. But this is deeper than yeah. we like this. The fact that people get to this point, you know, like that they think this, this deeply in to try to figure this out. God will use this for good. Right. Um, you know, and they're asking questions that we aren't, that a lot of Christians aren't willing to ask. Right. You know, and so you've got a lot of Christians out there who just believe things because they're told to. Right. 
And that is <laughs> yeah, not this mentality. Just as dangerous, I think. R- right, right. And then, and it, you know, so there is there is good here. You know, the, sure. the mindset of just uh, like I'm not just going to believe things because just because I need to go find out for me. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and that can be good. It can be. Um, <laughs> it can be. <laughs> if, if we don't deceive ourselves, which we're so good at doing. Right. Right. <laughs> and so, so if you have, you know, I, I, want, I, I really felt like I have to make the claim that if you have a student, you, know, you have a child, you know, for me, it's a student. Sure. But, you know, if you, you, when we you, say student, we're talking middle school or high school. Right. Right. You have, that, that's but, the verbiage. <laughs> but if you know somebody who is caught up in this mindset, yeah. Um, don't treat them like they're dumb. Oh, oh man. No. no. And and don't treat them like they're a horrible person yeah. to be even, you know, follow this trail. Because honestly, I will tell you that playing this through in my head, what we're about to do mm-hmm. has drastically strengthened my foundation yeah. um, and helped me further understand why. I believe what I believe and understand truth. Right. Um, you know, and so this is one of the most valuable things that we can do, right. I believe. So, so I think it helps to, to acknowledge that we all do this. It, those of us that believe in absolute truth, we still do the same thing, really, which is right. we are defining truth for ourselves. There's truth out there, and it's up to us to hmm, acknowledge it, recognize it, and internalize it, right? Like yeah. we... We have to, there's we have authority figures that we ignore. We all do it, right? Have you ever sped in your car, right? So you're just saying that sure. rule doesn't matter. I have a Mustang, <laughs> so never, right? Is what right. you're saying. Um, right. But so we we all pick and choose the things, the authorities that we right. listen to or not. So so in some regards, we all do this. We all say there's all there's parts of the Bible where we just tend to not pay attention <laughs> as much. Right. Yeah. Um, we all do that. Yeah. And so in a sense, it's kind of the same thing of just going, which which ones really matter and which ones don't? Yeah. Which ones are the ones that I have to listen to and which ones are the ones I don't have to listen to right. or I don't have to put as much weight to? Yeah. So we all kind of do this to begin with. We all, none of us, we don't like to be dictated to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if we tell our kids, do that because I told you so, how well does that work? Does not at all. That they're gonna push back against that so hard. And and as adults, we do the same thing. If we have a boss at work that says, "Nope, I just need it on my desk by five o'clock," right? And you're going, "There's no reason why it can't wait till tomorrow." And yeah. they're going, "Don't care today. Done." And if even if it works, even if in the perfect scenario <laughs> they go out and do it the way you've asked them to do it, right? Once someone asks them why they're doing it, it will no longer work anymore. Yeah, yeah. you know, because they told me to. And how well are they gonna do it? You know, they're not going to do it well. Like they're not going to, like they, there's there's no ground that there's no foundation. Right. And so, um, yeah. It's, well, go back. Let's go back to the beginning. Genesis, right. where they're in the garden. Oh, that beginning. That okay. the very oh, yeah very. And the is ori- that the ori- beginning? Ori- stop it. Original <laughs> ori- so original sin. I'm having fun. You are. Um, <laughs> original sin, right? So so they had one rule, which is don't eat of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, right? Mm-hmm. And the serpent comes along and says, uh, it's not really, well, God doesn't want you to do it thinking you're going to die. He's, he doesn't want you to be like him. Yeah. And so they were faced with a choice. Do I do what I've been told by God who I trust? Or do I believe this entity that tells me that God's hmm. holding out on me? And yeah. so they had a choice to make. I get to, do I let God define my truth or do I go and seek the knowledge of good and evil for myself? 
So that's what's happening. That's there. A, that's totally. Do I, do I get my wisdom and understanding from God, or do I want to define it on my own terms? Okay. Right. That is that is what that is the, the the choice they were faced with. Right. We all know how that went. They said, "Nope, I don't want to. I don't want to get it from God. I want to do it on my own. I want to determine that for myself." Yep. And that is the that is the basis of sin. But that is the choice that all of us have every single day. Am I going to trust that God knows what He's talking about, or do I want to? Define truth for myself. Wow, it's almost like it's intentionally, um, like working in the background to allow us to do whatever we want. Right. <laughs> so, so it's so this is nothing. In, in one sense, this is nothing new. We all have done this. We right. all choose to like. Th- I'm, I'm. This is my truth, right? This is the thing that I'm choosing. I'm. I'm saying is objective truth, but mm-hmm. I'm saying that it's for me. I'm choosing this. This truth. Mm-hmm. So we we all kind of do that. What's changed is now it's widely approved right so let okay let, look quick little history lesson so um Uh-oh. you know 50s 60s and 70s there was this big kind of transition of like this anti-establishment movement right yeah and so you saw things change and things progress and morality changed right so for a, an example of this would be you know if you go back and look at the 40s and what an appropriate skirt length was for women mm-hmm. it was way different than it was in the 50s mm-hmm. and then it changed again in the 60s and then in the 70s. like so it kept moving but there was always a length there was always a line of here's appropriate and here's not appropriate okay okay so what's different now is that we are no longer saying here's where the line is we're saying that line it's is gone. is gone it's, it's restrictive that line is up for you to determine for yourself. Hmm. So that's where things have changed. And somewhere along the way, we just said, we said, I need to decide this for myself. I'm not going to be dictated to anymore. And there's a ton of reasons that's happened. And part of that was that like anti-establishment movement. Part of it was over and over and over again, we've had these hmm. trusted figures in our life who, who failed. failed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so we have... Um, you know, Watergate and stuff like that. We have all these different things that happen of these authority figures, these people that we trusted, these people that we, we just, they were, they knew what they were talking about. And then we find out things about them or things come crashing down. And there was this kind of disenfranchisement of, okay, maybe they didn't know what they were talking about. Mm. Okay. Well, maybe nobody knows what they're talking about. Mm. And so it, it led to this progression of, I can look to other people for truth, but people keep letting me down. Yeah. So I guess it's up to me. Yeah. Yeah. That is, uh, that makes total sense. Just thinking about like, you know, the process of you starting to question them, like their character, their failure causes you to question everyone else, whether, uh, how much, if it wasn't for true for them, does that mean it's not true for anyone else? And so you start to assume that because they struggled with those things, you can't really trust anybody else. And so, if that way of life didn't work for them, there's no way it works for us. Right. You know, um, it's got to be completely wrong. Well, yeah. So, and every generation has done this, right? Every generation kind of pushes against what the previous generation did. So yeah. every every generation, it, it's a response to, you know, we're going to swing the pendulum in the other direction. That's what right. every generation does. Mm-hmm. And the difference now, this is where it's fundamentally different, is we're saying all the, the, the rules themselves are what we're rebelling against. Oh. Rules themselves, boundaries themselves are bad. So instead of questioning people, 
Is that what you're saying? Is so, it distinguished? Yeah. So, so what we, what we've said is every generation goes, your, your values, mm-hmm. um, are wrong. And so we're going to, we're going to, we're going to have different values, right? So you have the industrial complex of the fifties, right. right? And, and then, so the hippie movement came along and, and it was a, it was a complete swing in the other direction. Now it's all about free love and, and all of that kind of stuff and, and, and make love, not war. So it was a complete swing in the other direction. So we're going to have these values instead. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's what we're for and here's what we're against. Yeah. So they, that generation did that. And then it happened again, the next generation. And, and so you had like, you know, the, the consumerism of the eighties and right. the materialism of it, that was in response to the previous generation. Right. And so now, now it became, you know, you know, what's that movie? Wall street greed is good. Like that whole, <laughs> that whole thing, like that was in response. Here's our value system. And it's yep. based off of kind of pushing against the value system of the last generation. So that's happened over and over and over again. The difference now is that we're saying, well, wait, it's not a, a value that we're for. We're saying like the fact that you have boundaries mm-hmm. is what we're rebelling against. Mm. So we're no longer going to be dictated to now. We, now everybody gets to make it up for themselves. Yeah. Rules are inherently bad. That's what, what we're saying. And so, so because they're repressive, because my, the, the value now is self-expression and self-determination. And so any rule stands in contrast to that. Hmm. that's that's how kind of this has come about to be valuable so now that's exactly why if you come along and say no no no, god exists truth is truth whether you like it or not you're seen as close-minded and repressive right because i am like who are you to say for me yeah right so because my value system says that i get to go find that for myself so you don't get to dictate that to me that's that's why this is kind of different this is not just a, oh, this is what this generation does is kind of a, in response to the last generation. This is like the, the rules have changed, hmm. pun intended, like the rules are out the window now yeah. because rules themselves are bad. Right, right. It keeps, it, it keeps you from experiencing life. Yes. Um, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's something I talk, I talk to students about all the time, just like, you know, the purpose of rules, like if why are they even there, <laughs> you know? Right. And, um, and I think part of the issue is that these values, these rules, they've been given to us, you know, they're not, they're not our own. And so they, they desire control. Like they yes. want to, you know, they want to be the ones to decide which ones, um, what rules are, yes, <laughs> you know, actually exactly. applied and which ones, don't and all of that is based on the, off of their opinions or their desired lifestyle or their desired right you know whatever whatever seems fit for them but i guess what really ends up happening where i get caught up and what is that if everyone has different rules then how do they coexist <laughs> that is um like, how does my rules not run into your rules? Because you can... Okay, so here's here's me playing devil's advocate. So I, okay. I feel like this entire episode should have an asterisk of like, this is not what actually I believe. I'm just <laughs> saying, here's, here's the thought process. Right. Um, you, dude, whatever you want, man. It's fine. Do, do your thing. Yeah. I, I'll just be over here. You be over there. And I, there's, there's no... But what if my rules is like, you know, like... I want to, I come home late at night and then, you know, I do come home late at night and I want to play guitar 
It's late at night. Yeah. I play guitar at that time, but that's the time you go to sleep. Right. Well, now you're infringing upon what I want to do. So that's, that's, yeah, you but you just, you, told, you totally just told me <laughs> to do what I as want. As long as it doesn't infringe upon what other people want to do. But how, how does, n- I'm still trapped, Jerry. Yes, you are. And, and that's, that's the point. And we'll talk about this more in a minute, but like, that's the, that's where this breaks down. Okay. Is because obviously if we have completely differing opinions, mm-hmm. we can't coexist because we're going to bump into each other, right? We're going yeah. to have conflict. And but if there is no definitive, here are the rules, because we've thrown the rules out the window, this is where this is not going to work. But do we have that that big of a diff, different opinions? You know, like, is it really that that different? Okay. Well, let me, um, let's, let me give you an extreme example. Okay. This is this So is you're going to cheat. I'm totally going to cheat. So okay. there's a, a growing movement that... Um, <laughs> pedophilia is a sexual orientation. Okay. Gross. But okay. Yes. Like that's, oh my goodness. Yeah. But there, are, there is a movement to make that a recognized kind of on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So what do we do with that? Because if that's, if we're going to validate that as a sexual orientation, but that's obviously going to come at the cost of, hmm. of children who are going to be taken advantage of right because they're minors right they're those bra- two are in conflict because the, now you now we have these two separate values one is you get to define you and the other one is don't bother anybody else and yes. those, and, and and so these two parties are going to be are in conflict yeah so then we still need rules yeah <laughs> so if you <laughs> that's still the thing need, but, yes we do but that's my point then how does this mindset help out at all? Because then now you, you're, you're in this position where, you know, and, and you're saying until it starts to infringe on other people. Right. But it will always infringe on someone. Uh, not always, but yeah. Well, I, I get like in this circumstance, if in we put a rules, yeah. obviously that person, in my circumstance where I, you know, I want to come home and play guitar and it's 11, 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. That's, the only time I get to do so. So, and you claim that I can't because it's 12 o'clock at night. You're right. infringing like on me. Right. Right. And so in a sense, it will always. Right. So the, the answer is popular culture gets to decide. And what I mean by that is um, we're going to leave it up to a vote kind of is what we do. Um, so you, you see this play out. Hmm. any, any, any viewpoint is accepted, right? In in our world, any, any, any viewpoint is valid. Right. Except for the one that says not all viewpoints are valid. I'm I'm sorry. Like I'm trying not to use this word (laughs) because I'm trying to just be, you know, as I'm trying to have the the mindset, you know? Right. Um, But it, it it honestly, yeah. And, And so what happens is Christians in the public square don't get the same, treatment because no we our viewpoint isn't valid because it's going against what popular culture says right and so that's usually what is going to happen there's going to be this populist movement of here's how we think about that so that's what it's going to be so really the goal is not for us to figure out what's right and wrong that's not the desire here the desire here seems to be to allow people to have what they want as long as it's not going to 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it devolves into a lot of the time. It's mm. I mean, because you can see all over this. I mean, you can see the appeal of I can do what I want. Right. I can I can have what I want. I can think what I want. I can define my own truth. I don't have to succumb to a truth that I don't like. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, obviously this is appealing because I, I know not, I don't get my life dictated to, I don't have to follow certain rules because they don't apply because there are other people's rules. They're not mine. So I can define my own truth and I can go through a self-discovery and, and everything else and come to what makes sense to me, what I like, what works better for me. And all um, those, all those things are completely a hundred percent based off of usually how I feel. Yeah. And so that's, that's a big part of this is, um, Emotion, feeling, experience yeah. is paramount. Hmm. And so now feelings are, I don't want to say valid because I'm not saying feelings are invalid, but I'm saying feelings are um, truth. Yeah, kind of. Like, because because you feel this way, this is how it is. Hmm. And, and I don't I don't think that should be the case. I think you can feel this way. It doesn't mean it's right. 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 So I, mean, I can feel, I can feel betrayed. It doesn't mean I was actually betrayed. Yeah. But- this is, I feel how I feel, so that's my truth. Mm. Um, and so feelings and emotion are kind of the, the ultimate trump card. Wow. Of, of the, But that's how I felt, so that's how it is. And you can see the danger in that because feelings lie to us all the time. Right. And we are, like I said, we are so good at self-deception. Right. They're the most inconsistent thing. Like The heart know. is deceitful above all things. Right. right? Like that's scripture. Right. Because that's the truth. Um, <laughs> see, you see the problem? Um yeah. But, 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 but feeling and emotion is, is what I can always play that card and say, but my feelings say this. Yeah. And so that's got validity to it. And I, and no, we don't want to dismiss people's feelings, but we can't, we can't attach so much weight to them that it's just definitive and, and here's how it is. So let's back up a bit. So how, how did this become a thing? Like, how is this even a part of the conversation? Like when... When did feelings become the reason why we do things? Oh, man. Um, so we'll talk about this more in our next episode. Um, <laughs> there's so much There's so much history here. Mm. Um, but you look at psychology and over the last couple of years, a couple hundred years, what has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, man, how do I say this in a succinct way? Because this is a <laughs> huge conversation. Um, you are who you are inside. Mm. that's how we b- view things, right? That's not always how it's been though. Mm. So what I'm saying is like who you are on the inside is who's really you, right? Yeah. You're, you're not, that's at the core who you are. That's right. that's a relatively new concept. Yeah. New in, in the course of history, a couple hundred years, right? But 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 psychology and, you know, pop like Freud and all, you know, all of that mm-hmm. has gotten us to the point where you are who you are inside. So therefore... Your feelings, your emotions, your thought processes are who you really are. And that's, and so I can't dismiss or not acknowledge or not approve of your feelings because to do that is a denial of who you actually are. Uh, goodness. Right? And so. And for me, where like I'm relational, you know, like that is like they're hitting at, you know, and I mean, everybody in a sense is relational. You know, to an extent sure. they, uh, we're, they desire we're, we're designed that way. Right. Yeah. Like we, we desire. So if you want to have a, like a, 
genuine relationship with someone, then what matters to them matters to you. And so if they're making the claim that this is who they are, then, and you're cutting them off, then now you can't have a relationship with that person. Right. Which then leads to confusion and difficulty to where how do you, as a Christian, how can you have that relationship, you know, with someone who completely, it's like they, they, you can't. And, and so what's happened and going back to technology and the internet, yeah, what I can now go find my tribe. If I'm really into something, mm. it used to be that if no one, if I went to school and no one else was into that, like mm-hmm. I was on my own, but now there's a Facebook group or there's something online. There's a group for that, right. whatever that is. Right. Yeah. And so we can go find our people, which is awesome. But the downside of that is we're less accepting of people that aren't like us. Yeah. Cause I don't have to, I can just go find my people too. Right. So we're, we're being more siloed. Right. Um, and it's easier to write people off cause I can go, well, I'm not, I don't, I don't get that. So uh, you can go find your people. I'll go find mine. Well, I guess as Christians, I guess that that would be our mentality, but do you think the world's like that? Cause I know that. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I, well, cause I know what, we have like Barna quotes and stuff here. Mm-hmm. So I know that they've also made the claim that, you know, this generation is the most diverse generation. And if, and part of the reason why they say is because of this, because of their desire to, to reach out for absolute truth. Right. What do you mean by di- diverse? I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it used to be that, you know, you fit into a couple, there's a couple buckets. You fit into this bucket or that bucket or that bucket. Mm-hmm. Now it's like a la carte. You can make your own bucket. Right. Um, so you're more diverse. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you know, we're, we're moving more urban. So we're now around people from different cultures more than we've ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just how humanity is physically moving. We're right. moving more urban. And, right. and so we're more diverse that way. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> so many of us, and I think this is more true of Christians, mm-hmm. um, which is, yeah. but not exclusively Christians, where we are being more homogenous. Mm. Well, I'm going to go find my own right type of Click. people, yeah, um, because I understand that world less, and so I'm just going to go find my group, right? Um, but the problem with that is that's a, also a retreat from. The, yeah, the larger group. Yeah, and it it ends up working, you know, because you, you do that, you know, because it it kind of paints this picture of like this allows for freedom for me to be me. Yeah, you know, um, and you know, I, I get to decide, and so I get control, and um, the people that I want to be around have decided the same things. So now we can do what we want. You can do your thing and right. not bother anybody because you're all that way. Right. Yep. Right. Um, but does it really lead to freedom? No. And that, so that's that's the problem is is it it, it absolutely doesn't. So so let, let's talk about freedom for a second because okay. I think our definition of freedom is not what God would say. Huh. <laughs> what so we think of freedom as a lack of restraint, right? If I if I won the lottery and I I got what four hundred million dollars or whatever, yeah. and there are so many rules that are all of a sudden out the window, right. I can do whatever I want, right? Because that 
<laughs> all the restraint of, but I can only afford this yeah. is gone. gone. Yep. So I will do things that I've never done before. Right. I will buy things that I would have never purchased. Yeah. Um, it's going to affect my relationships. Like I, yeah. things are going to change a lot. 100%. And, and, and so what we think of is, oh, that's true freedom, right? Is, is a lack of restraint. Like right. I wanted that thing, but I couldn't. And now I can. So mm-hmm. that's, that's more freedom. That's how most people think mm. of freedom. But to go back to the lottery thing, like have have you seen what happens to lottery winners? Like the most of them end oh, up yeah. broke or depressed or suicidal or whatever. Like a lot of them f- struggle with that because they get there and it actually wrecks their life. Yeah. And uh, if you ask a lot of them, they'll they're on record as saying like I kind of wish I hadn't won the lottery. Yeah. Yeah. And and so often, I mean, look at how many times in life we get the freedom we wanted and realize yeah. like oh, that's. That didn't do it for me. Yeah. You know, I, I, I wish I could have this thing and then we get that thing and okay, well now what? Yeah. And so the, the reality is freedom is not defined the way we define it. We define it as a lack of restraint. So yeah. I have, I am not restrained at all. And that's, that's this whole relativism. That's, that's how it's defined. True freedom means there are no restraints. Yeah. I get to make all the decisions and there's no one that can tell me no. Yeah. Um, that's, that's kind of extreme, yeah. but that's how at, at a fundamental level, that's how freedom is being defined Yeah, because we think that will bring us happiness. Yeah. And we don't, we don't realize that, you know, when we have total freedom, you know, part of the lure to it is you have total control, right? When you have total control, that means you have an endless, endless amounts of control means right. endless amounts of responsibility, <laughs> you yeah. know, like now you you need to figure things out that you originally, you know, if you didn't have the control over it, if this wasn't your responsibility, you didn't have to decide these things. They were never heartaches. They were never, you know, mindsets or ways of thinking, you know. You don't have to wade through those things, right? And so, you know, gives you this endless amount of decisions that need to be made, you know, uh, that you normally wouldn't do. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, let's, let's put it in a theological context. So let's say I have ultimate freedom. I ha- I make my own rules. I, 100% I make my own rules and mm-hmm. I have ultimate power and ultimate authority to do that. And, and that means I'm God. Yeah. Like I, I am my own God. I self full self-determination, right? Yeah. There's a problem with that. I'm not going to be good at that job because yeah. I'm not God. I am I am now in charge of something that I was not meant to be in charge of. Mm-hmm. That's an idol. Yeah. Right? So I am now kind of my own idol. Yep. And I am an idol worship always 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 disappoints because it cannot do what it's promising to do. Mm-hmm. And when I'm making my own self-determination my idol, where I'm 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 making all the rules and and I have quote unquote true freedom, right. which means no restraint. I can do whatever I want. It's going to disappoint because yeah. idols always do. So we, we, we strive for that freedom. We, we go to get that freedom and then it ultimately disappoints us. Like, so look at the, like the story of the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what's going on. Yeah. He, go, he goes to his father and says, I, I basically had saying, I, I wish you were, de- you're, yeah. I wish you were dead, dead. to me. Right. Yep. I, I want my inheritance now, which means mm-hmm. you're only, the only thing you you, you, you know, matter your your yeah, worth it's, comes it's, from it's, that. It's the funding, and so yeah. and and he gives it, and he runs off, and now he can live his life like yeah. he can. 
you know, you do you, right? right. Like he's yeah. going to fully go yeah. be himself, yeah. right? And make his own rules and do exactly what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And what happens? He ends up completely miserable. Right. Wishing, hoping. He just, I wish I could go back. I wish I could just go and be a servant in my father's household because that would be better than this. Yeah. So he, 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 he put himself in that position of being his own God. Yeah. And so now he's his own idol and it disappointed. It was not what he thought it was going to be. And he's wishing he could go back. And ultimately it's a happy ending because God takes, you know, the father yeah. takes him back. Right. Um, you know, puts the ring back on his finger, all of that. But that the whole the whole process of that is him wishing for freedom. And how he was defining freedom is no restraint. Yep. I get to make my own rules. I get to do whatever I want. I don't no one can tell me no, and I have the funding to make it all happen. Right. And it's always going to disappoint. And so that's that's the problem with this relativism is we're doing the same thing. We're giving ourselves permission and we're actually celebrating the fact that this is good, that we can this this full self-determination. I get to make my own rules and tell you know, I get to go find my truth. Right. We were never created to define truth. Right. Yeah. And when we're defining truth for ourselves, we're taking the fruit from the Knowledge, of good, tree of knowledge of good and evil, right? Yeah. It's that same thing. It's yeah. like, no, no, I don't want my truth to come from God. I don't want right. it to be given to me. Right. I want to take it for myself. I want to define it on my own terms. That does not go well. No, no. And it's also extremely, like, I think it's one of the reasons why depression is such a big deal, you know, like um, anxiety, depression, and sadness, the sorrow, uh, because we know we're not qualified for this job. Right. And we know we're getting it right. wrong. We know that we're a feeling yeah. of missing out. We are missing out. Yeah. And we're buying into this lie that, you know, this endless amount of, you know, uh, freedom and endless amount of control. Um, you know, you get to decide things as you go. Uh, you know, it's suffocating. You <laughs> sit down and you yes. talk to a student and ask them, Hey, what are you going to do after high school? That same response whether and they don't know Yeah, that, that look on their face, their eyes, well, that, you know, yeah. I need to figure this out. I need to, I need to find out, you know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, Like it's like, crushing I the, sh- the weight of that of going, yeah, I'm 17. Yes. How in the world am I supposed to make this decision? Exactly. I'm not equipped to make that decision. Yeah. I, I, and if you present me with a million options, I don't, I don't know which one. And it doesn't, it does not matter. It does not matter how equipped this person is. Yeah. I will tell you, I've talked to students who I looked at and I'm like, these are the most brilliant students like I've ever come across. And their response is almost always the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the reaction is the same. They, that, that, that fear and that sense of res- endless amount of responsibility uh, because of an endless amount of uncertainty. Because that's what's happening there. Yeah. There is no certainty in this viewpoint, there's, there's no sense of consistency or foundation. Yeah. None. Um, you've torn it away. Yeah. You know, uh, you've removed it from the equation. Um, and now everything is based off of, uh, your feelings or what, right. what you think of in the moment. Right. Well, I, like a really small example of this would be <laughs> like, if you ever go out on a date with your spouse and where do you want to eat for dinner? 
and the half an hour <laughs> conversation that, yeah. that ensues because you start naming off places. There's so many different places to choose from. Right. And, and do we go with something new? Do we go with something we've been done before? And right. you know, you go on Yelp and you're scrolling through and I'm like, Oh man, there's another page. And so you keep going. There are so many choices that yep. it can actually be paralyzing. Yep. Right. In, in some senses, it would actually be a whole lot easier and a whole lot more satisfying if there were like three choices. Yeah. Cause I know this is it. So I got to pick one of these right now. We, we, if we had that, we'd be going, uh, I wish we just had more than three choices. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's deceiving because right. like, I, I wish there were more. And then when we get more, we're like, that was too much. too much. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what we want. Right. We don't know what we want and we don't know what's best for us. And I think it, that is something like this generation, the conversation that I have consistently um, with this, uh, and, and with students who have this mindset is, um, always leads to that always leads to that heart issue. You know, how do you know? Yeah. You know what, how do you know what you want? Yeah. You know, and, and they always make the same claim. I don't. Right. But I want to find out. Right. But I don't know how to find out, but I don't know how to and find that's, out. That's the difficulty. It's like, we don't, if we have, if there are no rules, if there's mm-hmm. no sense I don't, I don't even know which direction to go. I don't know which direction is which. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's like a, a map without a compass, yeah. right? It's this, like, I can have a map, but if I don't know which way to go mm-hmm. in relation to something else, like if there's no fixed point yep. for me to, to start from, I, I don't, I don't know how to navigate that. Yeah. I, there's a, um, a funny old movie from the eighties uh, called funny farm and yeah, it's by yeah. Chevy chase. Yeah. And, and I mean, this is way before your time, yep. <laughs> yeah. but so he, he and his wife move out to the country and so like they move out and they're waiting for the movers to get there with all their stuff and they don't show up and they don't show net, you know, days go by and they still haven't shown up mm-hmm. and it flashes back to the, the deliver the, the, the drivers, they're, they're trying to find this place. And so they're working off of this map that doesn't have a compass. <laughs> like there's no, so he, he's like, he's driving, but he's like turning the map and he, is it this way? Do I go this way? And so all right. this kind of stuff. And so it takes him weeks to get to the house. Yeah. And, and so like he, they're at the, just, they're so frustrated. Right. And, and, and Chevy Chase, he's the main guy. He's like, how could you get lost? I drew you a map. And the guy's so furious. He starts chucking his stuff into the lake (laughs) because he's like, you're the one that did, you didn't give me a compass. I didn't know which, which direction to go. The map was meaningless. And like, it's funny, but it's also, that's exactly what we're doing right now is we're saying the compass doesn't matter. You don't make your own compass. You're like, but that doesn't work. I yeah. don't know which direction to go. Like I, if I don't have that fixed point of, of truth somewhere to stand on, mm-hmm. I'm not standing on anything. Yeah. So I guess part of the claim there is like, there was never a, a compass in the first place, you know, um, where, and if there was, where does that compass come from? You know, um, we were never handed it to it. We've yeah. been handed a map. Right. Um, without a compass from the start. Right. And this generation has. Yes. Well, they, they're making that claim. Yeah. Um, you know, and everyone else, if you talk to anybody other than this generation, they'll say, no, there's always been a compass. Right. And that's the right? disconnect. Yes. And um, how do you get from that place to that place? That's a really good question. Because um, that's ultimately what we're trying to do. Yeah. Right? We, we need to understand this, this mindset. As, as it's, we know it's flawed, but we have to understand the flaws. We have, we have to understand how it works, how it got there, how we're all kind of predisposed to buy into it because mm-hmm. it's really alluring. It's really appealing. It's, it's a lot in right. some ways easier. It's less, you know, restrictive and seems like it leads to freedom and it's good. Um, but what do we do? 
Mm-hmm. And so I think part of that is we, we have to resign ourselves to the fact that we're probably not going to convince people that it's wrong. We're not going to argue our way out of this. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Because, because it's so appealing. Yeah. It, it, we're, we're not going to convince them otherwise. Right. And, and this goes back to, you know, I think you, you mentioned in an earlier episode, like, like how, um, convincing like movies are yeah. and things like that of like, right. it just resonates. And so like, it, it just clicks for me. Like mm-hmm. I think of like, there's so many kids movies that mm-hmm. reinforce this. Right. And, and I don't know if we notice that as much. Yeah. So, so I have little kids and so we watch a lot of Disney movies. Sorry. So yeah, dude, well, they're good. <laughs> some of them, some of them. Oh, um, it's the last couple, man. <laughs> Talk about prayer requests. Right. No kidding. Uh, yeah, some of them are just painful, but, yeah. but so like frozen, frozen's yeah. crazy popular. My girls loved it. I know all the songs because I've seen it so many times, <laughs> but let's look at the premise. Mm. It's this girl, woman who is being told to hide who she is. Mm-hmm. And finally, her ability to break out of that and be her true self and kind of step into who she was supposed to be all along, her true self and all that kind of stuff. And ultimately, like, that's the happy ending, right? Yeah. Moana is another one Mm. of, no, we stay away from the ocean because the ocean is dangerous, but she's always felt this pull toward the ocean. Right. And so she breaks the rules, right? Yeah. She disobeys her father. And she goes on this grand adventure and yeah. saves the world in the process, discovers who she's and her people are supposed to be all along. And these are good movies, right? And they're inspiring. And mm-hmm. so we learn like, yeah, you be you and don't let anyone else tell you who right. you are, which is awesome. Right. But can we also see the danger in that? Of the, This is reinforcing this like, no, 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 go find yourself. Yeah. Go define truth for yourself. Don't let it be told to you, mm-hmm. but it's so powerful. And I'm not saying like, don't watch these movies with your kids. We're going to, where I'm going to keep watching with my kids. I am. Um, but we have to notice that this is a really appealing way of thinking. Right. And it's seen as good and true and honest and, and all that kind of stuff. And so we're not going to convince people otherwise. Mm-hmm. Like we are not, I don't care how good at arguing you are. You are not going to argue your way into someone else's life and argue them out of thinking this, this way. It's yeah. just not going to happen. Yeah. And and the problem is, is as Christians, I think that's mostly, if we're not retreating away from it, we're trying to do that. Right. We're usually doing one of those two things. And mm-hmm. so, you know, whether that's jumping on the, the shouting match that is social media or, or whatever, like we're trying to say like, no, 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 here's what truth is. You have to believe it and believe right. in the Bible because the Bible is the ultimate truth. And we're, we're saying all these things that, that are true. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I agree with you, but that's not going to convince anyone. No. It's including our kids. Yeah. If our kids are struggling with this and going like, man, this whole absolute truth seem, seems really, I don't know. I don't know if I can buy into it. This right. idea of self-expression and self-determination. And, no, this is not how they talk. But, you know, yeah. but if this is where they're coming from, yeah. you're not going to convince them out of it. At most, what you're going to do if you argue with them and put your foot down is you're going to tell them, don't ever talk to me about this. And they're not going to stop thinking this way or feeling this way. They're just not going to talk to you about it anymore. So we don't want to do that. It's not going to work. Mm. Yeah. And I think part of the issue, like part of the reason why it won't work is because it's been tied to their identity. They've been given the, they've been given the ability to decide who they are. Yeah. You know, like, like the movies that you were talking about, you know, all of that is decide who they are and what they do with it. Right. You know, not realizing that that is not something they were ever created to do, um, you know, or something that they can do. That's the other thing is yeah. that 
you can't decide who you are. You just are. <laughs> right. Like that it's just not, you know, and that, that leads them to trying to figure out purpose and value and yeah, yeah. questioning everything. Well, we're going to get there. That's that's the next episode. Right. There's, there's a whole world of stuff right. there. Um, yeah, we're yeah. Into, leads us right into that. But we're, um, yeah, you're right. We're not, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. And it doesn't lead to freedom. And it's, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. It's can be paralyzing in the process. Right. Um, so, so what do we do as parents? What do we do to help our kids navigate this? And, and then just in general, as we're talking with people right. and engaging with people that, that buy into this idea of relativism, mm-hmm. that there is no absolute truth. How, what do we do if we can't convince them? Mm-hmm. What's the point? What do, what do we even engage? Is there any point in trying to do anything? Um, and I, I think there is. Yes. I think it's not the 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 front assault that 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 would be the the knee jerk reaction of like we get we we fight back against it and go we stand for truth and no 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 here's the line in the sand like I, that that's not the move. But I think it's more about making truth appealing. And, and here's what I mean by that. So we are good at convincing ourselves that anything is true, that we want to be true, right? right. I, if, if, you t- if I want to believe something, I'll, ma- I'll find a way to make it true, right? Like right. The, we all do that. That's, what, that's what's going on on a massive scale right now. The problem is we have, I think, done a poor job of making the gospel and faith and Christianity and God and scripture mm-hmm. appealing. Yeah. I think when the world so often looks at the church, it doesn't see something that it wants to be a part of. Yeah. And so you're going to try and convince me that this thing is true, but I don't want it to be true because I look at it and so often I don't, I don't like what I see. Right. Why would I even want that to be true? Yeah. And so I'm not, I'm not even going to try. But if the world looks at Christianity and says, I don't know what's going on there, but I, 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 I wish that was true. Like, I don't believe in absolute truth, but man, you guys do. And this community that you have, this thing you have going on, mm-hmm. I, there's a desire in my heart for that to be true. Right. If we can pull that off, mm-hmm. that's the ball game because right. they will find a way to buy into it. They will find a way to make it their truth mm-hmm. if we make it appealing. And so mm-hmm. I, I think it's, we have to present Christianity and, and faith as something beautiful. Right. We have to be for stuff and not against stuff. Mm-hmm. I think as, as Christians, so often the, the voices that are the, the loudest from a, from a kind of, you know, from the, the public square standpoint yeah. are the voices that are railing against stuff. Yeah. And that's everything from homosexuality and abortion mm-hmm. and sexual promiscuity and like, you name it. Right. And yeah. I'm not saying, you know, that those are, we should just accept those. That's no, obviously not what no, I'm saying, not at all. but I'm saying if that's what we're known as the people that are against stuff, if that's, if that's our voice, mm-hmm. then we're not going to get anybody to even right. want us to be right. But if we can be appealing, right? Not at the sake of truth, but if we can make truth appealing in a way that's that, that people want to buy into it, that's, that's what we're going for. And I think that's exactly what, Christ did. Mm. No one, I don't think anyone in Christian circles would argue that, that Jesus did not fully represent God. Right. He fully represented God faithfully. Right. The the only people who struggled with it being appealing, what Jesus did 
were the Pharisees, which were technically the Christians of the day, right? <laughs> kind but of, anybody, well, and, kind of, yeah, yeah. People the, who... The, 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 right, like... Yeah. And, and, and the people who... People were just people. Ex, outs, like, if you, if you weren't a, a Jew and you heard of Christ, or you experienced him, mm-hmm. you know, those... That's what was appealing. Right. You know, so, his, so he lived a life that was appealing. The Pharisees were the ones that were saying, you have to buy into this or else. Right. And you're, uh, or you're out. And here's the line you have to, to, to meet in order to be a part of the club. Right. That's right. kind of what they were doing. And so right. they were looking for ways to exert their power over yeah. other people. And I think that's what the church, I mean, we've done that throughout history a lot. Right. You've got, I mean, the Crusades are a great example of that. We're right. going to come in and, and physically invade yeah. and force you to believe what we believe. Mm-hmm. That did not work, and it will not work today. But that's And that's what the Pharisees were doing, was saying they were trying to, to bring people to God by force. That doesn't work. No. Jesus comes along, and he fully embodies God because he is God. Right. But he does it in a way that people that had been mm-hmm. outsiders, that had been cast aside, mm-hmm. were found it so appealing. Yeah that they just wanted in mm-hmm. and they didn't even fully get who he was yet. They didn't understand all of the implications. They just went the way he does things, the way he loves, the way he cares, the way he leads with compassion right. and reaches out and right. just loves me where I am. I want that. It's true. Like there's, there's a genuineness in what he does and everything that he does, every sense of action um, you know, when he starts speaking in the synagogue for the first time, they said, we've never heard anyone who speaks with such authority, right? right? Because it, he, I mean, because that's who he is. He is truth. He is the way right. he is the light. Right. And, um, when we give what you're describing is inconsistent, you know, inconsistency, yeah. which is already what they're experiencing. Why would they want to be a part of it? Right. You know, why would they want there's nothing about this that looks uh, appealing. Nothing about it that um, builds their desire to be, you know, to even look our way. Right. You know, and um, that is a, I mean, you're, you're right. It completely um, contradicts the gospel right. in that sense. Well, let's let's look at it this way. If feelings are paramount for this generation especially, right? how do we as Christians, how, how does the church typically make people feel? Mm-hmm. And I think there are tons of Christians that are absolutely loving in their everyday life. Right. But I think if you look from a public perspective, right. Christians are seen as angry, yep. sometimes hateful, yep. that are pointing fingers. We're judging, yep. right? And, and so what does that make people feel? Judged and excluded and unloved. Yeah. That's horrible because that's the opposite of what we're supposed to be doing like jesus reached out to people that felt unloved and he mm-hmm. made them feel loved and that's what brought them in right. and consequentially that's what got them to change like they right. accepted him as their savior and their life changed as a as an outcome of that exactly and so if we're trying to convince people to change so that they can be a christian right <laughs> that that's backwards it's we need to we need to love them in such a way that they're going i i i don't I didn't know if I could buy into everything that you're saying, but mm-hmm. man, if this is what it looks like, yeah. I want that. Yeah. And and they'll convince themselves yeah. at that point. We yeah. don't have to convince them because yeah. we, we can't anyway. No. So our job is to just make people feel loved. Right. And yeah. and that means reaching out. That means being accepting right. of not judging. Yeah. And, and that means reaching out to people that are different than us, mm-hmm. um, which is uncomfortable. Right. Right. And it's, 
It's not what we've been doing. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we can't control the public perception, Mm-mm. you know, and I think the media does a great job of making us seem a whole lot worse than we actually are. Right. <laughs> I mean, we can't do anything about that, yeah. but I can control my little, my little world right here. Right. And I can, I can say, here's based on me. Mm-hmm. Here's what people are going to know about God. Right. Based on how I'm, I'm treating them, how I'm loving them, how I'm my taking response, care of them, right. going out of my way to love them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not shoving my faith down their throat. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not shying away from talking about my faith, mm-hmm. but I'm not forcing it on anyone. Right. And that's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's basically it. So and that's, that's the difficulty is, is, you know, that, that feeling you have when you talk with, you know, the middle school, high schoolers, mm-hmm. when they, where you get really fired up because they're talking about, you know, this absolute truth thing. And you like, you want to jump in because like, no, that's wrong. Um, right. That response is natural, but is not helpful. No. Right. No, and so it's, it's us going, I can, I can speak up here, but it's not going to change anything. Right. I can, I can shout this back down, but it's not going to actually yeah. change their minds. The, the issue is not a knowledge issue. The issue is not, a, the issue is a heart issue. Yeah. And that issue is something only God can deal with. Yeah. And our job is to be open to do whatever it is God wants us to do in that moment. And we're called to love and care and cultivate an environment so the Holy Spirit yeah. can move in the way that he's, that he wants to move. Yep. And, um, you know, we can't, we want to control the situation. We're, if we respond that way, we're responding the same way that they are. Yeah. And we don't see that, yep. you know, um, and that is the most dangerous thing we can do. Um, and so what we need to do is meet them where they are, love them where they are and demonstrate, you know, um, truth by the way we live our life. Yep. Um, when we demonstrate truth in a way that's genuine and, um, wholehearted, uh, that literally changes lives. Yeah. Um, that's, what's going to be appealing. You know, that's the life that Jesus lived. His life was true. He was genuine in all he did. And that's what caused people to follow him yeah. and to desire him. And um, hmm. do you know what truth is? Like, right. you know, do you know what that looks like? Have you asked these questions yourself? I don't know. Right. You and, know? and are you, are you embracing truth to such extent that it causes joy in your life? Yeah. Like, do you see scripture as repressive as here's a list of do's and don'ts? Mm-hmm. Or do you see that as the path through ultimate freedom that, that mm-hmm. supersedes our very, very flawed definition of what freedom is. And, and do, so are, are you embracing that life right. in such a way that it's so appealing to those around you that, you know, what was the scripture say that live your life among the pagans that they may yeah. praise your deeds and worship, you know, God on the day of his arrival, like that, right. that, that idea of like, you're not going to convince people that don't believe in God to believe in God, right. but you can live life in such a way that actually points them to him. And that's, that's, that's what we're talking about. So 100%. it's, it's hard. It's going to get harder. We're, so our next episode, <laughs> we're, we're going to dig into how this leads to sexuality <laughs> and homosexuality. Yeah. And we're going to, we're going to talk about transgenderism mm-hmm. and all of that, because this is a natural, like this is, this is where that leads next. Right. This is, that's an outcome of what we've been talking about. And, you know, you want to talk about heated, like this is something <laughs> where as Christians, I, I think, man, <laughs> do we have some work to do in terms of 
how we've responded to, to that. Right. Um, and so just like this, we've been talking about, you know, it's important to understand this mindset of yeah. this, this, this relativism. It's important to understand it so that we know how to, how to engage with it. Right. Um, man, how much even, even more true is it when, when it comes to all of this, um, <laughs> the, the, the spectrum of sexuality that yeah. we find ourselves surrounded by, um, and, and, and it evokes such a strong, yeah. <laughs> passionate response sometimes right. in Christian circles. Um, but man, what an opportunity as well. And so it's yeah. just as important for us to understand that, um, mm-hmm. that it, again, it's not enough to go, oh, that's wrong. The Bible says so. Right. End of discussion that, that again, our kids are mm-hmm. growing up in a world where this is very, very normal and celebrated. And we have to understand it enough to help them learn how to engage with it. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So that's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I have other words. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome.